0: Good morning. Welcome to part three, day three of the Hello Mornings, Then I Will Go study of Esther. Our theme verse is Psalm 143, 8. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. Today's reading is from Esther 4, 1 through 5. Now, when Mordecai found out all that was done, Mordecai tore his clothes and put on sackcloth with ashes and went out into the middle of the city, and wailed loudly and bitterly. He came even before the king's gate, for no one is allowed inside the king's gate clothed with sackcloth. In every province, wherever the king's commandment and his decree came, there was great mourning among the Jews, and fasting, and weeping, and wailing, and many lay in sackcloth and ashes. Esther's maidens and her eunuchs came and told her this, and the queen was exceedingly grieved. She sent clothing to Mordecai to replace his sackcloth, but he didn't receive it. Then Esther called for Hathak, one of the king's eunuchs, whom he had appointed to attend her, and commanded him to go to Mordecai to find out what this was and why it was. Today's reading is from Jamie Hilton September 11, 2001. I remember exactly where I was when the news came that the World Trade Center Towers in New York City had each been hit by an airplane in an act of terrorism. I was a sophomore in college. I heard about it first from my British literature teacher. After class, I went back to my dorm where my sweet mates had the news playing. We watched. We hugged each other. We cried. I called my dad, Scared and uncertain. He reminded me that God was still in control. Over the years, I have asked my peers what they were doing on that day, and everyone can recall where they were. Our shared grief bonded the nation together. The Jewish citizens of Susa went into mourning as news of Haman's plot spread. They tore their clothes. They sat in sackcloth and ashes, wept and wailed, all very physical signs of their deep distress. This generation had grown up in the Persian Empire. Life in Susa was all they'd ever known. They weren't treated like outcasts or looked on as slaves like in Egypt. They were comfortable, going about their business. Their time as exiles had served to sharpen the Jewish identity as God's people— a distinction that went beyond political borders. The temple in Jerusalem was rebuilt, the nation was rebuilding, and the people in Susa were keeping their traditions alive while also enjoying the acceptance of their neighbors and the prosperity of a well-established empire. Esther was sheltered in her corner of the palace. There was no reason for the edict to be sent to her, so she was blissfully unaware of the trouble facing her people. Her Jewish heritage was unknown. When word of her cousin's very public display of mourning reached her ears, she chose to reach out in compassion. This is the first moment we see that Esther is more than just a pretty face. She certainly could have remained ignorant of the world outside, but her character wouldn't allow it. Lawrence O. Richards writes in the Illustrated Bible Handbook, Providence does not mean that God violates any individual's freedom of choice. Each person in the Esther story acts in harmony with his own character, values, and beliefs, without any divine coercion. Esther wasn't affected by the events in the city, but in reaching out, she demonstrates that she is willing to stand by her people in their time of grief. It's a precursor to the time when she would be needed to stand up for them. Today's key verse is Esther 4, 3 through 4 a And in every province, wherever the king's command and his decree reached, there was great mourning among the Jews, with fasting and weeping and lamenting, and many of them lay in sackcloth and ashes. When Esther's young women and her eunuchs came and told her, the queen was deeply distressed. Today's reflection steps are, one, how does each person in the story act in harmony with his own character, values, and beliefs? 2. Research Old Testament practices of mourning, tearing clothes, sackcloth, and ashes. 3. How do you respond to sorrow and grief in your own life? 4. Make a list of things you can do to show compassion to someone suffering. 5. How do you think you would respond if you were one of the Jews in Susa? Thank you for joining us this morning. Visit us at hellomornings.org where you can learn more about this study and all of our resources, including the brand new Hello Mornings Academy. Now may you walk in the fullness of God's grace and love today.